What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. Another off-season podcast. We are under two months until the season starts. And this is the last August podcast, which I think we can all agree is definitely the most dead time of the NBA year, the month of August, September, especially near the end of September. Some things will start to heat up for sure. The main point topic of this podcast, we're going to actually probably, unless, you know, you never know, it could come up at some point. I think we're going to try to stay away from the Damian Lillard talk. So pause this, give us a round of applause. Damian Lillard is not going to be the topic of discussion today. We're actually going to kind of compare and see where the Blazers stack when it comes to young cores in the NBA. So that's going to be the main topic. I think, I don't know which episode this is. This is somewhere in the mid nineties. We are nearing episode hundred. So comment what you would want us to do for episode 100 anything in particular and honestly it could line up to near the beginning of the season so we'll see how that goes but how are you guys doing today excited to talk some young cores i am excited to talk about some young core because as blazer fans that should be what our lenses are on now now that damian lillard is most likely on his way out it's time to rebuild and appreciate it and be excited about it the Blazers have one of the best young cores in the NBA, and I'm so excited to deep dive and you know compare us to other teams and how we think we will shape up in, let's say, three years from now. Anything can happen um, with the NBA. Uh, Wes, interesting uh, location you're in there recording. Yeah. Usually that's a cold spot. Uh, good, good, yeah, good to I see am, you there. Uh, yeah, I'm in the, uh, as we like to say, the catbird seat, if you will. I feel more important in the in the in the studio. Um, you know, being flanked by CJ McCollum and Gary Trent Jr., two players who are no longer on the roster. And quite frankly, the one behind my head is probably shortly gonna follow these two. But regardless, it's still good to be here. Have my prized possession, the Damian Lillard Rick Flair drips, which again wait, it's also... not the pack of seeds over your left shoulder. Oh, funny you say that, Cole. Hashtag not sponsored, but Get, get your seeds. This is Colorado, but we all know Oregon's a better state than Colorado, right? My fellow Oregonians, right? So get you, get you some seeds. Um, yeah. Created by nature.com. Um, yeah. It's summer, fall, plant some great seeds in the fall. Um, all right, let's talk about the blazers. I know, I know. I'm just, I have a soft spot for the seeds, man. Um, they were our presenting sponsor for, I think our draft live stream back in 2021. Exactly. Exactly. We're, we're doing them a favor. They're doing us a favor. It's, it's, it's mutual. Yep. Now, to, for me, all jokes aside, um, like you said, Cody, I'm excited to see um, and to compare our young cores to uh, the rest of the league and where other teams are. You know, we're going to be comparing a, to a lot of different teams, some teams that are much farther along in the rebuilding process than we are. We're and I, I'll, I'll preface it with this. The list that we've created, uh, it, there's, it's very easy to have your own list. And what I mean by that is it's all very, very close. It really determines what you want in a young core. If you care about positional versatility, like for the, for example, the Blazers just have a lot of guards, but they're good young guards. And so I think in order to prove that the Blazers young core is good, I'll start with this is that you kind of have to play some hypothetical games where, you know, down the line, the Blazers will, will cash in because obviously you're probably not going to keep three guards long-term, right? Yep. You never know. The Blazers are the love of them some guards. So you never know with that. But 
I'm excited to dive in. I think it'll be very interesting. And I want to hear everyone's opinions and your own. Yeah, just comment down below what you think, like rank them, honestly, because I don't think it's that crazy to say the Blazers have the best young core on this list. And I don't think it's crazy to say the Blazers have the worst young core on this list. That's by, by the list, by the list you're referring to, I'll just quickly say the teams we've named and brainstorm. We got we have the Thunder, Spurs, Blazers, Hornets, Pacers, Pelicans, T-Wolves, Pistons, Magic, and Rockets. And again, we'll um, dive into each of them. Um, bits and pieces so that's that's less you're referring to because you yeah. never mentioned that yeah. But, so. yeah one uh one team i do want to go and say out in front we did not include is the grizzlies because i honestly don't look at them as a young core anymore despite i'm pretty sure jaron and jaw are both still 24 and typically you know you think the under 25 is the young core uh, at this point they're what going to year four year five i think year four Five you assume every other team's trying to win, basically. Yeah, I mean, these are all teams that, like, for example, the Timberwolves are on here. But I don't know if you would look... This is where this whole conversation kind of just... It can go so many different ways because what is your definition of a young core? Is it a team like the Timberwolves where you have Ant Edwards and then two solid complementary pieces? None that you probably are going to think are going to be stars and Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed, but you have the one centerpiece. Or do you look at a team like the Rockets? You don't necessarily have a centerpiece right now, but you've got so much young talent. And Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Amin Thompson, Cam Whitmore, and basically the whole roster over there, similarly similarly to how the Blazers are. So yep. I would love to hear you guys' opinions on that. I mean, you could say the Mavericks have a young core, and you can just include Luka. So but just kind of first first instinct before even really diving deep, I think we can all agree the Blazers have, you could argue, probably one of the best young cores in the NBA and maybe the best young core they've ever had. I don't... I, no, I, yeah. I almost think other than Greg Oden, and obviously his career went downhill. And Roy. And be Roy. But I don't think anyone's had as much hype coming into the Blazers as Fair. Um. So initially, initial thoughts on this is... It's hard for me to really compare the Blazers to teams such as, like you said, like Minnesota, Memphis, teams of that nature, like Dallas. When I think of core, I think of um, teams that are, you know, stockpiling young talent, but that young talent is still maybe one to two years away from popping. That's when I think of like a young core. For example, like the Grizzlies core is young, but I don't think they're a young core. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yeah. 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 Because I think once you have some form of playoff success or you're playoff tested, you kind of mature into just, yeah, you kind of exit that rebuilding phase. It's kind of like the Celtics in the last couple of years have exited that young Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, like young guys. Now they're just considered just a good team in general. Like they should, they should go do it now. It's kind of what the Grizzlies are, I think, at this point. And comparing the Blazers um, roster to these other young cores, maybe like on paper, they aren't. What am I trying to say? Position-wise, because like I said, we have all guards. The Blazers aren't going to have three guards long-term, but you know we're one, you could say trade, or you could say one lottery pick away from acquiring you know, a top center in the league. So just because, let's say, Scoot Shade and Anthony couldn't beat, like, I don't know, Josh Giddy or another big a, a team with a big, a big team, basically, 
That right. doesn't mean we're worse. It just means that, mm-hmm. you know, talent yeah. wise correlates on different positions. That's yeah. All. And I, I think the, the Blazers, when you look at a young core like theirs, they're in this middle ground, so to speak, where, like you were saying, we have teams in the league like the Rockets, the Pistons. You get Spurs are a little different just because like Wimby has so much gravity and hype around him. But there are some teams that literally don't care about the roster fit, so to speak. They're just trying to ac- accumulate young talent. And yes, the Blazers fall into that, but they're also, they still have a veteran like Jeremy Grant on the roster. They still have Nurkic on the roster for now. You know, we're not going to talk about them, but Damian Lillard is technically still on the roster. So, but th- and then you have on the flip side, you have these like one man cores like the Timberwolves and the Mavs. So I think the Blazers are in this weird middle ground where they have quality over quantity is where is what I'd say there. Um, and let's not forget, like we wrote four young players down. Like we didn't include Jabari Walker, which you arguably might could. I mean, you might. Gonna, Nas. You could throw in. Yeah, Nas. I was going to say Nas probably. But definitely get an inclusion. The four, the four we put in were Scoot Shade and Anthony Chris Murray, and that's not a lot of young guys for a team that's trying to rebuild, but. People need to realize Anthony Simons, like at least to the list that I, that we were making and just looking at guys on the list, Anthony Simons is up there in terms of best young players in the league. And I think if Anthony Simons was a stock for all you all you stockies out there, I would buy some Anthony Simons. Stock. Most improved player. Yeah, you you fired off a take. A few, I don't know if, when it was, but that was a that's a take that has a good potential to age pretty well. I don't know. Yeah. Um... I do think an intriguing thing about the Blazers young cores, you look at all these teams and Spurs have been tanking for a while. Thunder have been tanking for a while. The Pacers have been tanking for a while. All these teams have been, we have two lottery picks on the team right now. And I think we're safe to assume we will have another lottery pick next year. And I think once we get that lottery pick next year, especially in a draft that's big, heavy, we, I think if we did this come next year, we will, I'm confident saying we're top three, if not number one. Yeah. Um, I do best. wish there was a, obviously Cooper flag re classified to the 2024 high school class or 20, yeah, 2024 high school class. So he's not ready for the 2025 draft, but I did think that was interesting because who knows where the Blazers are in two years. They still could be at the top of the lottery, but obviously this is a very big, heavy draft come next year. A guy that is near the top is one of the guys we saw at the Les Schwab Invitational from Duncanville, Ron Holland, who honestly didn't even look yes. that great when he was playing. I mean, he got upset by Les Len. Like, come on now. Come on. Jackson Shellstead put him. Yeah. That that was obviously wonder. electric, but um, I think this, this young core is, it's even in the early stages. Of, it, we're still in the early stages of this mm-hmm. so-called rebuild. Like yep. we're we're finally going to commit to it for the first time, even though we had the third pick last year, we didn't really commit to it. So, I like your point of saying that if we were to do this video, let's say next year with the new lottery pick, we would be the best one or the best young core in the NBA, or one of the best. I think right now, I'd have to say probably the Thunder are the best. Um, I mean, when you have Shea averaging over thirty points at his age, with Chet who hasn't even really played a game yet, and you. Josh Giddy as well. I mean, I feel like that's probably the best um, young core in the NBA, but I don't think we're that far behind. It's going to be interesting to see if the Thunder even get a lottery pick or if they like make the playoffs, for example. And, you know, the Thunder, they've been doing it for, 
I mean, Dame sent them into their rebuild pretty much. Yeah, really. And unfortunately for us, CJ sent us in our rebuild when he stepped out of bounds. That was a joke, CJ. You're amazing. But to be honest, I mean that 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 that's facts. But yeah, I just looking at the list. I'll just go ahead and just fire off my take. I I I think the Blazers are a borderline top five um, young core. Yeah. Um, who's, who's better? I want to hear. Who, who it's very hard. It's because I'm going to take I, the I Thunder. Same level as a lot of people. I'm going to take the Thunder. Okay. I'm going to take the. Um, I'm going to take the Pacers for now, but I think that's one we can pass. I'm going to take. I mean, if we're going to put, if we're going to put the Timberwolves on here, I mean, Anthony Edwards carries. I mean, the Pelicans. I know Zion's unhealthy, but they have a young core. You could throw in Jose Alvarado over there in New Orleans as well. Um, Hornets with Lamelo. It's just, I think the Thunder clear. The Thunder have been doing this for a while. I think. That's why I'm, I'm going to say borderline top five because I don't want to throw the Blazers just automatically top three. Because let's not forget, Scoot Henderson has not played a NBA yeah. game, and Shane Sharp, um, you know, is what a yeah a year in and uh, going back to Scoot Henderson. If you compare him to Shane Sharp, Scoot Henderson's summer league lasted what, what was it 25 minutes? I, I don't remember mm-hmm. the exact amount. Probably even less. Um, so. <laughs> It's a, there's a lot of hypotheticals when it comes to this, but in terms, like you said, hype, hype and excitement around a prospect in Portland is, I don't think has been greater in, I don't want to say franchise history. I'll say since 2000, um, because I'm not going to disregard the history like that. Uh, and probably there's someone in the comments going to be like, you can't forget about this guy back in the seventies and that you're right. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't watch seventies basketball. So since 2000, and Scoot being that, I think we just need to appreciate that. And it's very, I understand it's very hard for people. And for me, it has been with this big rain cloud that is just the Damian Lillard situation and Scoot being a replacement. Like it just stinks that those are the optics, but like, let's just appreciate like this guy has been professional for two years playing for the Ignite. And he is one of the most marketable, like he's more marketable than, than Wimby. Not that that makes you a better player, but he's just going to bring more eyeballs to Portland. And I think that's only a good thing for a small market team. Like I think the Blazers are going to ride Scoot for the lack of a better term, um, <laughs> and you know whether it's marketing or on the court. So I think him spearheading a um, rebuild and spearheading our young core, in addition to the most improved player this year, Anthony Simons. And the guy who can jump out of the okay. freaking gym and Shane Sharp and Chris Murray, which is just going to be his brother. Who's going to be off this list in a year because he's already 23. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? This is the crazy thing. And y'all have done a great job not bringing um, Dame's name into this. And I've done it twice now already, but I'm going to do it one, one more time. This team is so in limbo right now that I feel like every time we make a podcast, I feel like that topic in three days could just be stupid. Because what if, you know, all of a sudden something turns and we are all of a sudden wanting to be competitive with a trade or something. We're like, well, <laughs> young core. Great. <laughs> you, know? you want to know why I just completely agree with that. If you just look at our last three podcasts, two weeks ago, was, let's talk about let's how we're, how we're going to trade for Joel Embiid. That's obviously a win now move. Last week it was trading Dame for cat kind of like a middle ground rebuild. And now we're just talking full rebuild. <laughs> it's just all. I mean, that's, what, that's <laughs> what you gotta, that's what you gotta do over the summer. Yeah. This podcast, we're going to try to you know, <laughs> avoid the D word. And by the D word, I don't mean D A M N. I mean D A M 
E. We're gonna have to try to (laughs) avoid that word. Um, Oh, that a bad? That's crazy, bro. We are. We're 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 not talking about him. We're talking. Yeah, no. We're 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 not talking about him just because I think we've covered. We'll talk about him next week in next podcast when we're (laughs) requesting to trade for like LeBron or something. Obviously. I'm gonna Um, ask. I got a question for y'all. The Blazers get two All Stars. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm playing. The hot take um, last year, last summer was with well, Blazers get four All Stars. That, that, was, that was hot takes. That was hot takes. From our guy PC, yeah. Uh, but back to the young course, I think the most, the two most comparable teams to the Blazers, in my opinion, the Magic, right? No, or I was gonna say, actually, probably more one team more than the other. I would say our most comparable team is the Pistons, and here's why. I look, Jaden Ivy and Shaden Sharp are like. I think Shane Sharp will be better, but from a non-Blazers biased, they're the same thing right now. They both had their struggles, and they both had their extreme high moments their rookie year. They're both extreme high potential athletes. They're on the same tier. Scoot is better than a Sir Thompson, obviously, but obviously. I think they're they're while they're not comparable, they're just they're they're interesting. Just they're for the sake of this argument, they're comparable. Then the the thing is, like Cade Cunningham could could be an all-star next year. I mean, this is the first overall pick, and he was a stud his rookie year. He almost won rookie of the year, and then he was just hurt last year. So who knows? He could end up being the best player of the two cores, and then they obviously have a little more young depth in Jalen Duran, Isaiah Stewart, and other guys like that. I mean, if you want to throw in Killian Hayes, despite him being the, I'm pretty sure, the worst shooter in the entire league last year. Mm. Um, but... I think worse, like worse the, than Mo the, the thing is Pistons fans are having the same conversations probably that we are, but we look at it's just like, oh, it's the Pistons. They they stink because they always have stinked. I was gonna compare them to the Rockets, but I think I trust Scoot Shane Anfrey a little more than Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, and Ben Thompson. And also just like despite us hating on Portland's front office and sometimes hating on Chauncey they're miles better than anything down in Houston when it comes to just culture wise. So when it comes to the true young course, which I'm excluding the Timberwolves, I'm honestly going to exclude the Pelicans. I'm excluding, I don't know, maybe the Pacers. I'm just looking at the the teams that have yet to like establish like the true star on their team. I think the, the Blazers compare most to the Rockets probably the magic the pistons which and, are all teams that stink which is great I mean, yeah the hard thing about the this whole argument is pretty much every like player that we listed out for maybe not every player like Isaiah Stewart no but a couple players per young core are could be all-stars you just don't yeah, know exactly so that's what's so hard is you're looking into the future, which I feel like we're going to be doing a lot of on this channel this year is looking into the future, uh, which is just part of the coping as a fan of a team who stinks, um, which is unfortunate, but the reality. But it's just it's so hard to decide which young core is better. It's so hard to decide, you know, it does Anthony Simons have a better chance to be an all-star or does Jordan Poole and Washington have a better chance to be an all-star? Cause both players are going to get absolute op- so many opportunities to just huck. They're just going to chuck and huck and which is, which is good. But 
for Simons and continuing to develop. But that that's why I think ranking young cores can be super difficult mm-hmm. at times. Um, so yeah, I'll just say the Blazers have a borderline top five. I I, I can't rank it because again, so much there's so many things in the in the young core. If that makes. Wait, say that again. You kind of cut out. I was just gonna. When when did I cut out? Just right as you were making the final statement, like I was just saying, I would, top five. Yeah, I would. I would put them borderline top five because I don't want to rank each one like individually mm-hmm. with a reason because there's so many re- future reasons that could cause something to change. Where, yeah, whether that, like all star appearances. Yeah. That's why I'm about to ask you an even harder question. Specifically, the Blazers' young core. Exclude Chris Murray for the sake of this argument, because let's be honest, we know it's Scoot, Shade, and Anthony as are, are the three, the three big pieces. I guess take the question how you want to take it, but who do you think of the three will like come the start of next season, or by the end of the season, like raise their stock the most? So, I don't know how like. You have a personal opinion on your stock of everybody. You could think Scoot's a future MVP. You could think Anthony's just a microwave scorer in the future. You could think Shane's an all-star. Who do you think is good by the end of next season? Would you think you will have a different point of view of in a positive way? Okay. Um, Good question. I will go first here. I wouldn't say it's not going to change my point of view of this player, but I think his stock will get raised the most because I'm very high on all three players. And if – one plays well, it'll raise the stock, but it's not going to change my view of that player because I'm an optimistic fan of Blazers. So I think Anthony is going to raise his stock the most, um, which is crazy because his stock is already the highest out of the three. Um, I'm going to say Anthony because he's going to pretty much le- be the perimeter scorer of this team. Like, yes, Jeremy will get his touches in the post, high post, on the wing, whatever. But An- like Anthony is going to be the player that makes the offense go. I don't know. We haven't gone into a preview of what the offense is going to look like or the defense is going to look like, but I can assure you it's going to be a lot of Anthony pick and roll, if especially if Dame is not on the team. Um, so I'm going to – I think Anthony is going to raise his stock the most. The reason I don't say Shaden is because I think Shaden is going to be just the third guy out of the three. I think he's just – I think he's on the Anthony de- development path. Let's not forget, like, Anthony took a couple years to really – find his way and it's not like we're trying to rebuild in a year so mm-hmm. i think like Shaden will have his opportunity to play through his mistakes but i just don't see him i just i think he's at this point the yes he's a very energetic score and he really like pops on the screen like you know when he makes a good play just because of how electric he is but he's so much behind the other two in playmaking for example like i think he's just going to develop more this year and then scoot which I'm not saying Scoot because I just think his, he's already so hyped up that I just think it's it's kind of sort of like Wimby. I feel like it's just so hard to meet expectations as a super hyped up rookie. So I think he's going to play fine. I just don't think that people are going to be like, you know, Scoot is, you know, unless he wins rookie of the year, which he could. But I, I'm going to I'll let you make an argument for Scoot if you want to, Cody. But I'm going to go with Anthony. I will go with Scoot. I would say all three because I want everyone of course. to be. Amazing. And I truly do have high hopes for Scoot, Shaden, and Ant. Um, I'm going to say Scoot. Um, just good head on him, first of all. I We already knew that. Um, second, 
you guys can disagree with me, but like from what I saw, just anytime I watch Summer or um, his G League highlights, I almost want to say he's more not more of a playmaker than a score, but like he's more pass first minded, mm-hmm. I guess, than like other players. And I think that's a outstanding trait to have, especially as a young player who's who just wants to score the basketball because that's kind of what you know when you're young you don't maybe play the smartest basketball. But I think. I think I love what I saw from him. Like I said, it all starts with his head. Not only the dog mentality type, but being a smart. <laughs> Why are you guys smiling up? But um, so I'm gonna say Scoot. I'll say I want to say all of them though. But I I I like both of the answers you said. Honestly, what Wes said was probably exactly what I was gonna say. I'm just not gonna say Shaden right now, just because I. I personally haven't seen enough from Shaden. I think I've I said it last podcast. I think Anthony's going to average twenty eight to thirty. I think he could win most improved next year. And then Scoot, you know, <laughs> what did I, I say think, exactly? I'm, I think no, Scoot's going to be a stud. I think me, the me. idea of him being pass first as a rookie, something you don't see a lot. He's going to. I mean, like you said, he's played pro for a couple years. But yeah, I mean, his hype is so good. Like. Let's be let's be honest here. If he's not an all star at, at some point in his career, we're we're going to be extremely disappointed. So, yeah. I, his bar is already also, so high that I just don't know how much higher I can put it. So, yeah, I'm just to no arguments a, for Chris Murray to, or repair no. or Nasir. Repair. Just to put a bow on that question, Cody. You pretty much you phrased what I was trying to say when I said that Shaden is lacks playmaking on the other two. Like, I agree with you in terms of what I saw at least in his limited minutes in summer league like the dude i remember the first play he like comes off a of pick and roll and he puts the defender like on his hip and then like makes a nice pass out of the pick and roll to the corner i think chris murray hit a three against the rockets and i was like that's something like dame would do or ant had just learned and was able to unlock like shaden is not doing that shaden is a a, a, a secondary score more of a slasher shaden will get numbers because he's going to get shots up which is great and he's going to need to do that but I think Scoot's Scoot has a better chance of raising his stock over Shaden for the reason that he's already such a gifted passer. And like you said, his mentality, which stems from playing for the G League Ignite for a few years and getting that the professional like feel and playing professional basketball, even though it is the G League, just does him wonders. And yeah, he's just mature. You just even when you look at him, he just looks like a guy who knows how to lead and get you know, the most out of his teammates. And that's, that could be high praise. That could be, that could be me just absolutely just glazing. It could. Yeah, I I know. And Bill hasn't just, he's built like a freaking unit. Like, oh my God. Okay. You are just absolutely just just slopping. No, but but do do you remember, do you remember in in the Rockets game? I I forgot. I agree. Which possession he was, we like slapped the floor and was like clapping. Like that's, we love to see that type of stuff. I like to see I we hate love to, to see pride I hate on the defensive sour. end. We love to see pride on the defensive end because where where's this team been on the defensive side pride of the basketball? Pride on the defensive end is a real thing. One thing that just does kind of scare me though is pride his height. He's just not a tall dude. I mean, we saw it. Like, who? What is our our fellow creators? PKE. Okay. Met him. Um. Oh yeah, my brother met him. Can we just talk about how this same kid just just somehow? Never mind. You know oh, what I yeah. Mean? Like we're getting Snapchats. We're seeing it. We're like, what? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, my brother. He 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 meets a lot of Blazer players. He he's got Scoot Snapchat. He's got he met um or Snapchat. Snapchat. 
he met hey, hey, Washington hey, Square. Let's, let's, <laughs> and back to you saying he was a small dude. I don't know. He's my brother's five nine, and let's just say he was almost as tall as him next to him. And I think <laughs> of my brother as a little elementary schooler, little kid who I bully. So it's not. He has a butt cut. Yeah. Yeah, you heard it. I hope Shia was listening this far into the podcast. That's such an interesting question because they they could all like any one of them could be have a fantastic year for in terms of st- statistics. I wouldn't say in terms of like winning basketball, obviously. Um, unless Joe Cronin just gathers the boys day oh, one, uh, in, boys, no, we are no, going for no, we're going for it. no, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how they all play together because like. Back to what you're saying before, how do you rank like a young core? Do you rank it off if we get a lottery pick or seeding? Because yeah, if you tank, if you tank as yeah, a young core, that's gonna... good because you tank and get. But if you tank, you're also trash at basketball. So it's like, yeah, I think like I think we have a better young core than the Pelicans and Timberwolves, for example. But I think they are going to have a higher seed than us next yeah. year, for example, which is farther along. Beautiful for us. I but. think it's going to be it's going to be kind of like what we were talking last week. This year, we're instead of watching just solely to see if we win or lose, we're truly going to be watching to just watch actual basketball. And we will, even if Scoot goes five for 19 on a night, we'll be able to recognize that he was a great playmaker that night or he, the shots he missed were still good looks and he normally knocks those down. So I think it's going to be something where, I mean, Little, little little wins this year. Yeah, it'll be. That's just depressing. What I just said now that I think about it. But no, you you said something earlier in the podcast that I didn't say, but you were like, you're like, yeah, like Cooper Flag, like like reclass, you know. And you, we all know the Blazers will be in the lottery in 2026. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, oh man, um, it's a dark tunnel, man. But we have our headlights. Scoot, Shane, and Ant. Dude, I'm the guy, the king of bad analogies. You think Scoot's going to start at center? center? That's probably where Joe was thinking he was going to play when he drafted him, right? Backup center. I thought, didn't we sign Moses Brown? Nice. We're going to re-sign Nate Robinson out of retirement to play point guard for us. European guy from Real Madrid that we've been in? I I don't even know what's going on with that. I saw that. If we can get him, he's the next Jokic. Yeah. Then we may be the world champs. No. Nice. That's sly right there. Let me just say something. If you win in the NBA, but, you are the world champions of basketball. Let's just, do, do, we wanna argue, do we want to argue that? Because I, I would low-key say no. I don't want to argue it. Yes. you. Every NBA champion and practically almost every NBA team would probably beat any other team overseas. That's such a bad take. Is it, though? No, it's not. It's not a bad take at all. You don't see... start clapping any international team. The U.S. or the, the Blazers or, or the Wizards. I think the Blazers could go over and beat Real Madrid. You think? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, do you remember the game where, like, the the Thunder with PG and and uh uh Russ like lost to I forgot who it was. But... No, it was the Suns in the preseason lost like the Adeline Thirty Sixers last year. Yeah, I get it was preseason, but it shouldn't matter. Oh, for but. Okay, for the sake of the argument, though. No, but like, do you the get Nuggets would go. I, sure, they're not actually the world champs. I get why he's saying it can make him annoyed because, like, only people that truly are world champs should be world champs. So, sure. I mean, I don't really care that much. Like, like for maybe example, the branding like, shouldn't be that, but 
the people arguing that we don't know if the Nuggets are the best team in the world is just a wild take to me. Yeah, the Nuggets, the June Nuggets, May, June Nuggets from this year would dismantle yeah, no, any I, basketball I, team by 40. I agree, but that's, I don't, yeah, I think you can be the best team in the best league. That doesn't mean you call it, you didn't play against the world, though. No, yeah, I, I mean, so, that's that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, I was just yeah. saying for the people that but are. But I just think it was funny how, like, the other reason. I think it was funny how, like, mad the NBA, NBA players got. Like, yeah, it was kind of funny. Dame was included. Oh. Hey, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Say that word. We can say that word. The numbers. Dude, yeah. I, I don't want to be a part of the the part. I don't want to be a part of the Blazers fans, the section of Blazer fans who are like mad at Dame. Oh, okay. Hey, 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 I have a question. I have a question. This is this is a serious question that I was thinking about. It's well, it's kind of a funny question, but I'm asking genuinely because I was thinking like I've got all these jerseys, and most likely none of them are going to be on the team next year. If you were to get one jersey, who would it be? I have my uh, answer. What for for on our team this year for the Blazers? I'm getting jersey. Would I get Scoot? I'm, I'm getting, getting Scoot. I'm getting Scoot as well. Scoot just has I'm a not better chance lie. to be on our team than. Ant. Well, from I'm that, not gonna lie, the guess. the double zero is just not that attractive. I don't really think it's that. I don't think it's great. I mean, like obviously, when I think of double it. zero, I think of Mellow, which is fine. It's just like I don't know. I think of also like. I think we should, and I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna change to zero because I think the the Blazers are gonna retire that number. Obviously, okay. Even, well, if, even if they didn't retire, no one would let. Well, yeah, them. but it's like, like how no one wears number seven. But, but aren't respect. they like not? Yeah, but aren't they? I mean, can you just retire a number immediately after he leaves and he's still in the league? Oh, I mean, they'll probably wait a couple of years, but it's just like most like no well, one wears twenty three in Cleveland right now because yeah, he's the king. Cool. The king yeah. of Cleveland. Dude, I remember I saw a tweet. Actually, no, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about that because it has to do with yeah, has to do with uh Dame Dalla. He who should not be spoken about. All right, I think that's really he can be spoken about. Yeah, I know. We're just we're just trying to give everyone a break because right. I've we've right. seen we've seen some of the comments. People think we don't like Scoot because we like Dame. We love Scoot, we love Anthony. We love the team, and I'm despite the the uh, the situation. I'm still looking forward to next season. That's gonna it's gonna so, be a fun person. If first you could just off season. off the top of your head, and if you can't, then I will give you mine because I'm asking this question because I have a good answer for it. The question is just off the top of your head: What game are you looking forward to the most this season? It's got to be the Heat to Moda because I'm assuming Dame's gonna. Beyond the Heat, and it's our only nationally televised game, or you know, I mean, by national. I'm televised. looking forward to probably the first Scoot versus Wimby game. And okay. maybe we can go we'll to probably, we might be some... there, and then also just like the games that are near me, too. Obviously, yeah. I was gonna say uh, the very first one because that is the only time it would be acceptable to be over 500. Like I'll actually be rooting for a win on opening night because it won't matter, and then after that, it's kind of like, ooh, no, you want what I'm rooting for because I mean. Unfinished business. We struggled last year. Um, I guess the schedule isn't out yet for it, but it obviously is like the most important time of the year for us and Joe, but probably first summer league game next year. Ouch. Didn't have to end the podcast with that joke. Uh, but, okay, well, that was a like joke, it. guys. But thanks for watching. This was 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We're listening. Yeah. If you're listening on Spotify, give us give us a rating. We won't ask for five stars. Just give us what you think the rating should actually be. Preferably it's over four, but we'll let you guys decide. Preferably it's five, but again, honesty is what we want. Yeah. Uh, make sure to go follow our TikTok because that is where a lot of our content has been over the last couple weeks and over the next coming weeks until the Blazers get back in a full swing. If you like NBA trivia, if you just like the NBA in general, and obviously we still have plenty of Blazer content over there. So make sure to go check it out. And with that being said, uh, we will see you next week. Peace out, guys.